So this morning we are continuing on with our series, Faith, Living, Holy, and Pleasing to God. And this last week I've been studying Romans uh, chapter 12, verse 9 to 21, uh, really thinking about it a lot in terms of our world right now and everything that's going on. You know, it's a difficult time, difficult time medically, economically, racially, socially, nationally. Lots of evil entities looking to capitalize on the situations. Um, some politicians, some nations, some corporations, some looking to help, but it seems like many are looking to exploit. Lots of evil to overcome. It's tempting when you look out at all there is to do and all how big all this is to tempting to give up. Paul spoke um, to a discouraging situation, to a church in a discouraging situation in Rome. He talked about how to overcome evil, how to overcome evil with good and with love. But not just any love, but an unhypocritical love, a sincere love. Now it's interesting, I've been studying this passage this week, and this passage reads actually a lot more like a poem than instructions. Now in your Bibles, uh, in English, many translators have done their best to make it very clear, and so they've written it in sentences, when actually a lot of it is just phrases in Greek. Um, so I did this week, as I often do, I started with Greek, and I actually have um, written or translated a very literal translation, which in English you'll hear in a minute is not very clear, it doesn't make like a ton of, like the sentences aren't grammatically correct, but it does make a pretty powerful message. Um, and so I wanted to share it with you. And like any poem, it's not really something that you lay out and examine, but more something you read and reread. It's more something that you experience. So let me read this for you. And as you hear it, just listen and let it soak in. So it begins like this. It says, The unhypocritical love, hating the evil, clinging to the good, in love for one another, deep love, in honor for one another, leading the way, in zeal, not slacking, in the spirit, boiling, in the Lord, serving, in the hope, rejoicing, in the struggle, enduring, in the prayer, devoted, in the needs of the saints, sharing, in the love of outsiders, pursuing. Bless the ones pursuing you. Bless and not curse. Rejoice with those who are rejoicing. Weep with those who are weeping. The same way toward each other, be thinking. Not high and mighty things thinking, but low and humble things associating with. Do not become the wise in your own eyes. And never evil for evil repay. Keep regard for good things in front of all people, as far as it is possible for you, with all people, being at peace. Not yourself avenging, my loved ones, but give space for wrath. For it is written, vengeance is mine. I, I will repay, says the Lord. But if he might be hungry, your enemy, feed him. If thirsty, give him drink. For in doing this, burning coals you will heap on his head. Do not be conquered by the evil, but conquer with good the evil. This last part of this very poetic uh, portion of Romans, 
about conquering evil with good is the point that I wanted to focus in on this morning. Paul is saying, don't be conquered by evil, by the things going on around us, the things that are external to us. But rather, conquer the evil things with good. And then he goes into what this looks like. And I was thinking about this week, it's concentric circles in terms of this poem or these poetic words and how they first, they first begin with the church, with our relationship with each other. That we would love unhypocritically, that we would love sincerely, that we would care for each other. First of all, because this is commanded by Jesus. Jesus, on the night that he was betrayed in the upper room, in John's gospel, John tells us that Jesus said this to his disciples. He said, a new commandment I give to you, love one another. Just as I have loved you, so you must love one another. This is how everyone's going to know that you are my disciples, is that if you love one another. So Jesus has commanded this, and this is a base command, a, an essential command for us as a church to love each other. Not only has Jesus commanded us, which is a good reason for us to do it, but also it's the best way for us as a church to flourish, to keep moving forward. It's the best way for us as a church to care for each other in the middle of a pandemic. In fact, it's the best way for us as a church to care for each other at all times, in every situation. Not only that, but it's also vital for our mission here in our community. If we don't love each other well here in this room, no one's going to take us seriously out there. We have to care for each other well. As brothers and sisters in Christ, we have to love each other. And I'm not saying love each other. I don't mean that we have to all think the same. We can have different opinions. But we have to love and respect each other. And when we have disagreements, to be gracious with each other. To forgive when someone says something that feels offensive. And to apologize when we realize that we've overstated or we said it too strongly or that we hurt our brother or sister. So it has this effect on the church, but it also has this further effect in our community. That we, this church, has a mission within the community around us. And so when we interact with our friends or our neighbors, or even strangers, that we speak with humility. Conviction? Sure, fine. But with humility. That we never repay evil with evil. We never repay an insult with another insult, or sarcasm with sarcasm. But rather, as far as it is up to us to be at peace, to be people who cultivate peace by the way that we speak, by the things that we do, that we would be cultivators or peacemakers. Not only does Paul address the community, but then he also, too, talks about how we interact with our enemies, even people that we have disagreements with. But if we've damaged relationships, that we pray for them. Pray for the relationship, pray for the person, pray for reconciliation with them. That we bless and not curse, as Paul said. That actually we help whoever we have a problem with or who have trouble with. Sorry, Jim, I moved my mic up, which is why it's loud. I see you looking like, what has happened? 
um, that we actually help. As Paul talked to you, know, if, if your enemy is hungry or someone that you're having a disagreement with is hungry, give them something to eat. If they're thirsty, give them something to drink. Bless them. Be kind to them. Help them. This is the way that we advance God's kingdom. This is the way we see God's kingdom grow. Actively, when we do these things, the church will grow. More and more people will come and find this new faith in Jesus. We'll see, new, we'll see changes in the community around us. People following Jesus more faithfully. But it's also a prophetic role that we have, especially in our culture right now. Right now, our culture seems like everyone is arguing with each other. Online, fighting, things are being divided even more. And so for us as Christians, rather than joining in the shouting or the bickering or the online arguments, but rather that we would demonstrate love and goodness. We would demonstrate God's love by loving each other well and by being gracious with people around us in our community. Now, all this comes out of a life with Jesus, out of devotion to him. Because if you aren't connected with Jesus, then this whole section from Paul can sound like a long list of do's and don'ts. They're good to practice, absolutely. But if we want them to come out of who we are, to naturally come up out of us, then it's essential, it's crucial that we have a good and growing relationship with Jesus. Growing deeper and deeper in our relationship with him. And I was thinking about this week where it's good to say to do these things, but I started thinking, you know, how do we do it? How do we love unhypocritically? How do we bless those who we have trouble with? How do we do what Paul is talking about? The first thing I thought about is, one way to help us is selection. Giving some thought and purpose to where we spend our time. I'm suggesting, I'm actually urging us as the church, please spend more time reading about Jesus and social media. Spend more time reading the Bible than listening to the news. Now, I'm not saying that we shouldn't listen to the news at all. I mean, I read news every morning to see what's happening. But that we spend more time getting our world, our understanding of the world and how things work shaped by Jesus rather than the back and forth stuff we get from whoever we read, whatever news we read. I'm not saying that we should be an ostrich and stick our head in the sand and just act like it's not out there. But I am saying that we should spend more time in Scripture, more time with Jesus. Now, when we do read the news, which I think is good too, we need to read it critically. And what I mean by that is thinking about who has written this article, whether we read it online or in the paper. Who has written it? Why are they writing it? What's at stake for them? Do they mean to tell us truth or are they trying to manipulate us? Everybody, everybody has an agenda. And they're not always bad, but everybody has an agenda in the news that we read. So just be mindful of that, that we don't get sucked in by people who will try and lead us or manipulate us. So 
The first part is selection. Being careful with what we read. And not only that, but preferring or preferring or reading way more Bible than we read of news. The next part is pace. How we stay closer to Jesus is by pace. How we love each other uncritically or unhypocritically is by the pace we live at. For most of us, the more we hurry, the harder it is for us to love others. I feel that a lot in my life. The more I try to cram in my life, the less gracious I am, the less patient I am. I, I don't know, I was talking about it with the earlier service, how I feel like this is something I am confessing right now, that the more I try to fit in every minute of my day, the more impatient I become. And it is hard to be patient when we are impatient. So, taking time to slow down, to think, even to pray. But for us to live at a slower pace, especially now when things are stressful, when people around us are, seems like they're bickering and fighting all the time, but for us to live at a slower pace. The last part, and this is the more direct part, is devotion. So at that slower pace, one of the things that we do is spend more time with Jesus. Spend more time in prayer. Just as we were praying just this morning, there are so many things, even our church family, people we care about, to be praying for. Let alone all the situations in our community, friends and neighbors or our family. Or the world right now. All the political things happening and the things happening with the, with the virus and economically and, and the different tensions that are rising nationally. That we spend time praying, Lord, please help. But not only praying in terms of like, Lord, here's what we would ask that you would do, but also praying, Lord, I just want to spend time with you. Lord Jesus, I want to sit here quietly and just listen. Lord, what do you have to say to me? So praying slowly and quietly. The other one is reading scripture. And even reading like this passage from Romans. And this is one of those passages where you, you can read it once through and say, yes, I've got the information. But I'm actually asking that we would read it again and again this week. Listening. Slowly reading it. Saying, Lord, what are you speaking to me this morning as I read this? What are you speaking to me this afternoon as I read it again? What are you speaking to me tonight as I read it before I go to sleep? That we would chew on these words, that we would savor each word and read through it slowly. So, devotion, we get close to Jesus by praying, by reading scripture. And right now, in this time, I think one of the most helpful practices we can do is to bless people. Now, a lot of times in Christian circles, that gets rephrased as serving, like to serve people. And that's definitely a way to help or to bless people. But there's lots of ways to bless people. Right now, a kind or an encouraging word might feel like cool water to someone who's had nothing but online arguments or fights with their neighbor or watch the political situation. But just to say, like, I see this good in you and bless you. To bless. Or to give a gift. To like just 
listen to someone and you're talking with them, you realize, you know what, they love, like for example, they love coffee. And you just slip them a coffee card and say, I'm, I'm grateful for you to bless people right now. These are things that we can do that will be prophetic in the world around us when so many people are at each other and complaining and feel uh, discouraged by what's going on. So, these are just three ways that we can begin to love unhypocritically. To overcome evil with good. We need to be selective about where we spend our time. If we are going to read the news, read it critically with some critical thinking. But limit that and read way more scripture, way more stories of Jesus and what he's like. If we want to overcome evil with good, we need to slow down, to live at a slower pace, especially now. If we want to overcome evil with good, then we need to spend more time with Jesus in devotion, through prayer and reading scripture, blessing others. My dream is that in this time, in this situation right now, that the church would be admired for our love for one another, but also for our love and for the community around us, even for our love for our enemies, people who dislike us or want to cause trouble with us. Not that we would be hated for demanding our religious freedoms. I want, us to be in a pl- I want our church to continue to be a place of refuge for people especially in this time. We do that by listening more to the words of Paul, by listening to the words that he wrote to the church in Rome, and less by what we read on CTV or on Facebook. As a church, that's what I want us to do this week. Spend more time in this passage, specifically this passage. Now, I just want to say I've... I've emailed it, or I sent it out on the church email, uh, this translation that I've made. It's, it's very literal and, like we'd say, very wooden. Um, it's not very easy English to read, but it's very close to what the actual Greek phrasing is. So I encourage you to read it. I've sent it, I've emailed it to you, so you don't have to get a handed, let me hand you a white paper or something, but I sent you an email. But if you'd rather just read it in your Bibles, if you'd rather read it in the NIV or the King James, whatever, um, to just spend time reading this passage. The, the points are the same. But to spend time studying, spend time reflecting on it. I was thinking about this image of eating these words, chewing on them. Like I said, you can read it through quickly and get the information, but that's not really what we're after to chew on the words, to read a phrase or to read a portion of it or to read it through and pray and then read it again and listen for what God is saying, to spend time savoring this passage. Let me finish by reading this passage again. The unhypocritical love, hating the evil, clinging to the good, in love for one another, deep love, in honor for one another, leading the way, in zeal, not slacking, in the spirit, boiling, in the Lord, serving, in the hope, rejoicing, in the struggle, 
enduring in the prayer devoted in the needs of the saints sharing in the love of outsiders pursuing bless the ones pursuing you bless and not curse rejoice with those who are rejoicing weep with those who are weeping the same way toward each other be thinking not high and mighty things thinking but low and humble things associating with do not become the wise in your own eyes and never evil for evil repay keep regard for good things in front of all people as far as is possible for you with all people being at peace not yourself avenging my dear ones but give space for wrath for it is written, Vengeance is mine. I, I will repay, says the Lord. But if he might be hungry, your enemy, feed them. If thirsty, give him drink. For in doing this, burning coals you will heap on his head. Do not be conquered by the evil, but conquer with good the evil. Amen.